Coming up today, we talk about the Jack Jumpers, their big win, and they keep their season alive. The Cairns Taipans need to do the same tonight. We'll talk about the adjustments that they need to make. And their sharpshooter getting a little spicy over social media. We'll talk about that. And we'll talk about the Perth Wildcats, who look like one of the main teams to be making early free agent moves. There's a lot to get through this morning on NBL Today. It's playoffs time, and that means that good things are happening. Great to have your company on NBL today. Jack Heverin alongside the 400 gamer Adam Gibson. Gibbo, let's start with the Jack Jumpers, who hit back hard last night at My State Bank Arena, and they've squared the series at one all. Well, the export, experts is, it was well talking about, well spoken about. These guys' backs against the wall, they always respond, and in front of their home crowd, semi final game two, they're always going to come out and play harder and play. With more energy, and they were able to do that. They were able to get get stops, and for me, New Zealand, they, they couldn't score the ball. They they didn't hit shots, and on the other end, Tasmania did. You know, I thought Clint Steiner was exceptional. Had, didn't play in game one. Yep. Come off the bench, made some big shots in, ga- in, in game two in the in the last quarter, um, and they're back alive. So look look out for game three. Is that more of the Jack Jumpers? strangling defensive pressure. I know Halls and Creaky spoke about this in, in the commentary last night about the way that Tasmania didn't allow New Zealand to score. Is that more like it from the Jack Jumpers? It's definitely more like it. And I think that had a big impact. You've seen the start of the game. Matt Kenyon was into Wilma Dow White early. Physical, made it tough for him to bring the ball up the floor. New Zealand liked to run their offense and get through their sets. They were able to jam him. And, and even when he crossed half court, they sent, they sent double teams. They were more aggressive and it took him out of their flow and put the ball in other people's hands. It, it limited Will McDowell White's impact. And then other guys had to initiate the offense and, and it worked for the, for the uh, jack jumpers. And that was an interesting point as well. The, how often they were able to push up early on McDowell White, get the ball out of his hands and let someone else do the talking, the decision making. Well, that's, that has been how they've played, and they've got some defensive-minded players on their team, and that showed that last night. That's Kenyon's specialty to do that. Mm. Sam and Daniel, these guys, get up the floor, do what you're really good at, and that, it looked like Wilmington White kind of fatigued himself and, and got tired because he had to play that way. That limits his offensive productivity. So I like it. I think New Zealand will make some changes come game three, but they, they also couldn't knock down shots, so... Game three is going to be a great one back in New Zealand. Speaking of knocking down shots, Milton Doyle had no trouble knocking down shots last night. 23 points, had to stand up, and he did. Yeah, he didn't. He's, he's their main guy. We know that. He's going to make plays. He was huge. And Tassie, they, they struggled to score a little bit as well, but he's been their, their main guy. Uh, he knocked down shots. And then, like I said before, you know that, that, that allowed guys like Steiner to come in and, and get some shots, and it was great to see him knock some down as well. Just on the New Zealand breakers and, and Derek Pardon, Gibbo, you've been in this league for 20 years. You've seen a lot of international bigs come and go over the journey. Is Derek Pardon the, I guess, the prototype for an import big to have a role in this league with the way that the game's played here? Well, absolutely. He's mobile. He can score. He, he did all this last night. He, he, they didn't run a play for him. I was like, they didn't get him the ball once at all. He did mm. that off his own bat, offensive rebounds, hustle plays. He has, he has great hands. He can move up and down the floor really well. He's agile. He can guard he can guard guards. And, and as a team, as a coach, if you're big, can get out there and switch on balls and be able to guard fast guards in the league, that's huge. So if I'm the breakers, I'm signing him for two years like Southeast Melbourne did with Alan Williams. These these guys come in and it's really hard to find good big, big man imports that don't cost 
through the roof that you yeah. can afford that aren't going to the NBA. If you're, you know, his potential to do that. But I, I think if they can lock him in, I would do that to, to keep that, that core um, locked in for the breakers. Game two on Sunday at four o'clock. As always, check your local guides. Game two of the other side of the draw is tonight. The Cairns Taipans hosting the Sydney Kings. What would Adam Ford have focused more on? Would he have focused more on the good of the first half on Wednesday or the bad of the second half? Oh, I think Fordy would definitely be more of the good. He, he's all about hyping up his guys and playing with confidence. And they had some good looks in the second half. They, their shots didn't drop it. And that's their style is run and gun, get a lot of threes up. You know, I think they've got to lock into to guarding Xavier Cooks. He had a great game, but there was, there was too many easy possessions where he took it coast to coast with too much space. And he's shown that if you give him one-on-one coverage, he's going to kill you. So I think it's, it's going to be more locking into him, you know, not letting him go one-on-one and, and meeting him earlier. Guys like him, guys like Corey Homicide Williams, who shooting's not their forte. If you give them too much space, they're going to eat it up and get so close to the hoop that it's too hard to guard. A little side note out of this game as well, for those who are following along on Twitter in the last 24 hours, Jonah Antonio, who made a name for himself in game one, hit six threes. Post-game, Chase Buford basically said, and I'll quote, the fact that Antonio came in and took the flame torch to us in that quarter, he was still minus four. He's got to deliver on that to make up for the deficiencies on the other end. And then Jonah Antonio jumps on social media and says, well, you don't. You should know my name for the amount of work that I've put in. What are we making of all of this? Well, first of all, there's a lot of shooters in our league that don't play any defense. So <laughs> there's a there's a lot of guys that hey, I'm just going to outscore you. Oh, I can't play defense. Isn't my specialty. I'm a three point shooter. So you know, stuff that in. I want to come down and trade threes for twos. So he was able to do that. Phenomenal performance for him. Like I, I like his response. You'll know you you'll know my name if you if you knew the work that I put in or you seen the work I put in. He obviously does that because you can't average one minute a game and come in and then knock down four, five, six threes without putting in the work. So, you know, it, it makes an interesting, you know, kind of news line for game two. But I, I kind of both sides, you know, like I said, a lot of players come in, <laughs> don't play any defense, and just try and score the other end. That's they they've they've been around forever. Something tells me the closeouts on Jonah might be a little bit different to what they were in game one tonight. That's coming up at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Just to finish off, a bit of free agency news and discussions. Now, this will really start to ramp up. I think from now, basically, there's only four teams left. So for the other teams in the competition, they've got to start to get busy and start to make some decisions. Danny Mills, the general manager of basketball for the Perth Wildcats, has spoken in Western Australian media Firstly, on the name of Nick Kay. Now, this is not the first time in an off-season recently that Nick Kay's name has come up when it comes to the Perth Wildcats, but 4% increase on the salary cap for next season gives teams a little bit more room. I think this is an obvious question, but I'm going to ask it to you anyway. Is he exactly the sort of person that the Wildcats need? Without a doubt, he's the type of player any team needs and. If you think free agency didn't start two months ago, you're kidding yourself. <laughs> I know you can't legally do it, but there's conversations always going on. But Nick K, for me, the four-man, the four-position on the floor is the most important. These guys are essentially a point guard playing in a big-man position. They have a lot of the ball. They make a lot of the decisions. They get the ball. They dribble handoffs. Um, and Nick K's proven year after year that he's that guy. So if you can afford Nick K, get him in a heartbeat because it changes your whole dynamic of your team. 
Interesting. Some other names playing in Asia at the moment. Duop Reith, Vic Law, John Mooney, etc. Just whether the salary cap is enough to maybe drag a couple of these guys back to the NBL. Let's just stay with the Wildcats to finish off. And it's been a really tough season for Todd Blanchfield. Gibbo was pretty much frozen out of the rotation in the last quarter of the season. He's spoken and said that he wants to come back to Perth. He's going to work his backside off in the offseason and find a way back into that rotation. And at this stage, it looks like the Wildcats, with two years to run on a contract, are happy to have him back as well. Well, you know, they, they might be hamstrung with that contract, but you just love the mindset from Toddy. Like you said, he said, he didn't play at all. He got benched. He played some rookie minutes, which was a little bit disrespectful. But for him to, to obviously have that mindset, he'll put in the work. He, he's got too much to give not to be a, an important piece to a team. So, And he's a local talent. So if they can keep him, um, he will put in the work. If they can find him some time on the floor, I think he'll reward them. So I love it. I love how he backs himself. He'll put in the work like Jonah Antonio does and yep. he'll come out in the quarter, knock down five threes and that's a Todd Blanchard of old. So good luck to him. I wish him all the best and hopefully that happens. Who's winning tonight and why? Oh, you got, you can't, home court, Cairns. Uh, not sure if McCall's back. It'll be big, big inclusion if he's back, but... I think they might get one and send it to, to three games. Hopefully, that's what we all want. Well, he looks like he's going to be game time again at this stage. Gibbo, great to see you this morning. Thank you, as always. You're a star, and we'll chat to you next week. Appreciate it. Enjoy what's coming up tonight and on Sunday. Thanks for being with us on NBL Today.